Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. This weekend is a Mother's Day, and, and certainly uh, for the lovely Maria, her boys are, are not here. And I know she's going to be probably a little blue about that. I'm mm-hmm. sure she will hear from them at some point, but just to not have them around. Have you planted that seed in them, by the way, to uh, shh? She's probably listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I haven't done anything. Right. They'll do it all on their own, I'm sure. sure. Yes, of course they will. Um, but I, you know, I feel she's a good woman. She's a great mom, great wife. I, I want to do something for her because, you know, just to kind of make up for the fact the boys aren't around. So I think what I might do, ah, I'll give it up. I've already done it. I've booked us into a really nice room at the Crown Plaza by the airport, so it's going to be a lovely weekend, I think. The hotel looks lovely. they got a pool. Yes, oh, yeah. It'll be great, I think. Yeah. Hit the buffet. Nice little, uh, nice little love and night in the quarantine hotel. <laughs> we'll wear our masks and play Guess Who I Am. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's interesting scenario now because, you know, that Section 22 order in Toronto and Peel means they can close any business with over five cases related inside of it. And so it's up to the top doctor to determine whether or not there's enough cases there to warrant a closure. And what do they do with everyone who's there quarantining mm-hmm. and uh, who's booked to quarantine there? Now, I guess uh, Bill or Melinda Gates uh, won't be checking into a hotel together anytime soon. Oh, Bill might be checking into a hotel alone. Right, yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, the Gates are calling it quits. And, you know, that's a surprise, that one, because I guess they've they've had their issues. They've been, I think, working on their marriage for some time, it has now been said. But every time I saw them being interviewed, and they were both recently talking about all the craziness around Bill, you know, being in all the vaccines and getting in your head. And she was like, no, my husband is not doing this. It's ridiculous. Like, she seemed, you know, they seemed happy together as far as you could tell. Now, what do you know from a five-second soundbite? Right. Yes. But uh, anyhow, the Bezos and the Gates all have more in common now than just money, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, I think one of the surprises is the money, right? You think, my goodness, if if you can't be happy with mm. billions together, how the hell is everyone else going to make it? And part of it is more money is more problems. It could yep. just be that he's he's out trying to solve the world's problems so much. He's like, she could be saying, well, why won't you solve the ones going on in this bedroom right now? <laughs> right. Well, she's like, look, now everybody's going to understand what I'm going through. Bill won't shut up. He's always in my head and now all of yours. Um, yeah, you know, marriage is weird and strange and who knows how or why some couples survive and others don't. And Sure, money is the number one in the breakdown of a marriage. By far, money and finance problems are the biggest cause right. of conflict. And you think, well, they got so much of it, they mustn't have anything to fight about. Mm-hmm. But eh, maybe it's just, you know, we all live longer now. He's 65 and she's 56. They've raised three children in many marriages. And this isn't a thing about money. This is just when you have uh, kids and they have three and you spend a good 20-something years raising them. When they're all out of the house, you kind of look at one another at some point, and you just go, I don't even know you anymore, you know? And and that, that happens a lot in marriages. you got to kind of keep each other as, as not just husband and wife, but as good friends and continue to, to do things that you uh, you did, you know, before children, right? right. That, that's key. I mean, you know, Maria has said that in the past about, you know, before there was children, there was us. And, and we get caught up, you know, with our kids and school and sports and... We forget about us, mm. about going to dinner, about gabbing, about seeing a movie together, you know. Well, and the one thing about being divorced with that much money, it's not like Bill's living in his parents' basement. 
right. and right. going on to uh, some online site looking for a date <laughs> with zero prospects, He's right? Yelling upstairs, Mom, more meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, you know, a lot of, uh, for a lot of couples, you kind of have to stick through it because you don't have the money. Right, that's right. Uh, or it would be crippling to, you know, he'll lose a few billion in the exchange, but he's got more of those to survive. $137 billion is what he's worth. Wow. Yeah, so she'll get a nice tidy uh, chunk of change there. Dave Grohl's got the new uh, documentary, What Drives Us, on Amazon Prime. You watched it, and I did as well. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was very interesting. Mm. Kind of felt like it dragged on a little bit near the end, but it was all right. thought the uh, story the drummer from the Dead Kennedys shared about the amount of drugs and partying he was doing to the yeah. point where he was starting to lose skin. Yes. Like, literally had, like, these Chunks of it. abscesses coming. I don't know much about anything, but I would suggest that when you're starting to have big baseball-sized chunks right. of skin falling off, you're partying a little too hard. I, and, and I think that's where I started to think, boy, this is really... Uh, veering off from <laughs> <laughs> what it's like to be in a van. Yeah. Uh, and and I think, you know, when when he's telling that story, you know, Dave Grohl's probably thinking, well, how do I not include this? Mm. It's such an important part of his, his life, and it's, um, you know, his recovery from it has been incredible and, and what he's doing to help others. And, and so I think that's why it's included. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it doesn't really make a lot of... Uh, doesn't really fit into the, the van odd. culture. It was a, a bit of an odd part. Yeah. But, yeah, that's where I thought, boy, this is starting to veer off a little bit. He was uh, pretty funny when he was being interviewed by, I think it was Kimmel, uh, for the promotion of the documentary. And he says, you know, the other guys in the Foo Fighters, when they when we all got together, they were probably thinking, oh, this, you know, it's it's, it's Dave Grohl from Nirvana. Yeah. We're going to be on first-class flights <laughs> and staying in hotels. And he's like, nope, we're going back to basics with this. So. But you know what? It is... It's phenomenal how you you know he talks with like Slash and Duff and and uh, and Lars from Metallica. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hear that Lars never been in another band. Yeah, I've always found him annoying. Though. He is, yeah, you know, a little pompous, a little pretentious. Yeah. But never been in a van. Never been in another band. <laughs> All right, whatever, Lars. Never been in another band. The yeah. only band he's ever been in. Yeah, Metallica. Was Metallica worked out all right for him? No, it did. And Slash and Duff aren't big conversationalists. No, no. uh, (laughs) I mean, Slash has hid behind his hair for 40 years. Yeah, and Duff's just counting his Starbucks money, so (laughs) what what does he care? But yeah, I remember he said that, uh, Grohl said, because there's a couple of Steven Tyler moments too, and he said, I have hours and hours of uh, footage and conversation with Steven Tyler. Couldn't make hiding her hair of anything he was saying. (laughs) Get like... You get, like, four hours of footage. And you have to wonder sometimes with some of those artists, right? Like, they finally get to see the documentary, and they're like, dude, we gab for a day. Yeah. And I get 12 seconds in the documentary. So Lucky got his uh, vaccine on Sunday, and, uh-huh. and I'm going this uh, Saturday. Now, uh, I want to share this, just a, a little behind the scenes of Lucky and I. And I, I want to share it because I read to Maria a bunch of things you and I said back and forth to each other. Right. Uh, after you had gotten uh, your vaccine. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was a lot of innuendo and things being said. And she, after I read it all to her, she's like, do you two really talk to each other like that? <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah. 
Constantly. Like, like if it was her with a, a friend, she'd be like, hey, did you get the vaccine? How are you? You know, showing real concern. Right. You and I are referring to each other as getting a prick, and you're a prick, and right. that's a prick, and I didn't feel that prick. And it went back and forth like high school kids. Well, because we were supposed to go together. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and then you uh, you changed yours to this weekend yes. instead, so we'd, we'd separate ours. Uh, and and I had when we first booked it, we were booking together. I had this great idea that I would uh, take a selfie, <laughs> and with you in the background getting your shot, because uh, everyone that's the big thing. Everyone's got the, the poor nurses. You yeah. know, everyone's got to take a stop, take a, a selfie in the oh, middle of your vaccine. Gets annoying, I'm um, sure. But I thought I would take a picture of you getting your vaccine and post it up on the Rock Facebook page and just say, spot the prick. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be waving. Exactly. Uh Uh, It was just a really funny idea. And then I realized uh, that because you weren't going at the same time as me, that that was a great opportunity lost. But I wanted you to know about it. And then so when you had your your vaccine, you said that you took that prick like a champ. And it it went back and forth like this uh, for, for some time. <laughs> so, but then it got weird, and I don't know if the vaccine was setting in and right. you were starting to uh, fade. But right. there was at one point you sent me a photo of Stephen Colbert shooting vaccines in the air. Yes, and right. so, so I said, and this was just to kind of get under your skin a little bit. Right, I said I understand by waiting the week that I'll be getting the Pfizer. Right, not just any old Pfizer. No, I say in capitals. Right, the special gold standard Pfizer, which I said golf instead of gold. Stupid spell correct. Uh-huh. The special gold standard Pfizer, this one protects, enlarges your erection, and adds years to your life. Right. Winky emoji. Uh, You go, sure. Right. That was your response. Sure. I said, it's true. I'm hard already. (laughs) (laughs) Then you go on to say, you're getting the Pfizer? Yes. Didn't think they could have that one. Good stuff. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, he doesn't think I'm joking anymore. You, you didn't read about the enlarged penis and years of life. Right. So I don't know. Is that a side effect of the vaccine now that it takes away your sense of humor? Well, no. The, the, <laughs> the fact of the matter was I was actually watching the Dave Grohl documentary, What Drives Us. Uh-huh. And I was watching that and barely paying attention to what you were texting me. <laughs> I, I just kind of reading it over. He's like, yeah, you get the Pfizer? I didn't think you'd do that. Okay. Uh-huh. And I thought, ha, that's going to give him a little ping of jealousy. Right. Now, how did it all go? For those who haven't had the shot, how was the experience? Uh, the experience, uh, for me, I will say, was was great going in. Uh, we got ours uh, done near, you'll go there this weekend at the Oshawa Clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was completely well organized. And I really feel for all of these people who are waiting in, like, massive lines. Right. And, and And the incredible congestion, because this one is so, like, properly run. And if you have a family doctor... Uh, at the Oshawa Clinic, and you want to get your vaccine, call your doctor's mm-hmm. office uh, because it, it was it was incredibly well run and organized, and it was great. I felt nothing; uh, literally didn't even feel a needle go in. It, it was it was pretty crazy. And then uh, you know, waited, and and nothing happened for about like nine ten hours. Mm. And then I started to get a little like I get the chills a little mm-hmm. bit. I just feel a little bit off. And it, and the problem I think for me is that all set in right around bedtime. Mm. Now, thankfully for us, you know, Doug Elliott had has had his before, and and he kind of went through the same thing uh, and said, "Listen, you know, if you're going to go get it, why don't we give you the next day off so that you know you're not struggling and and more not calling someone at two o'clock in the morning, calling right. Aaron in and saying, "Hey, you got to wake up and go now." And he drives in from Espanola, so. right? So um, so we had already you know pre pre planned. Uh, having yesterday off, uh, but it, it, it 
really struck at about like yeah, like ten, eleven o'clock at night, where I was really kind of just feeling down, mm-hmm. like like you know, overall just kind of achy, uh, and it and it I couldn't sleep, and mm-hmm. that was the worst part for me. Just, I just couldn't sleep. But overall, I mean, yeah, your your body reacts to the fact that it's 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 uh, it's treating this, it's working, which yeah. is good. Uh, and then, yeah, today I feel so much better. Yeah, for sure. And that's what people have to remember is that because I hear all sorts of stories about people getting uh, just feeling like they're uh, getting hit by a Mack truck and others right. say they have bad headaches and all of these things. But that's that's all good. It's yeah. all part of the well, process. Well, that's your body yeah, processing it. And also, you know, I had to keep this in mind, too. With all the masking and the hand washing and the uh, and and like the sanitizing, mm-hmm. I haven't had a sniffle. In a year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you know, a bit of the man flu takes over. I think oh, too sure. when, when you start to feel it. Yeah, for go, sure. Oh man, this sucks. It'd been a long time since I felt like that. So you're saying 24 hours? You're basically oh okay. yeah, right back up. I'm having mine Saturday, so I should return probably Wednesday. <laughs> it's time to do something that uh, maybe you didn't do last year or the year before or ever but it is uh, important if you have ceiling fans it's time to change the direction oh the blades are tilted at an angle for a reason they should spin clockwise in the winter to pull colder air up from the floor that way it mixes with the warm air near to the ceiling and keeps you warmer and spring and summer they should spin counterclockwise to push the air down so it blows on you and keeps you cool right i'll have to get maria a little ladder and get her up there to change those <laughs> get her to do that when she gets home from work you're today. all hurt mm-hmm. uh if you've never changed them before there's usually a little black switch on the side of the fixture uh-huh make sure you clean those blades first because you turn them the other way and it's gonna dust is going everywhere you ever take a look up and see how mm-hmm. dusty they get I, i've pretty been, gross I've, i haven't but i've heard right yes. i've heard it's pretty dusty up there uh and if you didn't change them last winter then fine you're still you're still, no, you're good. still good you're still good on counterclockwise and i guess this is the time of year you should probably anytime you do something like that twice a year probably the same time you should be checking the batteries and the uh smoke detectors yeah, yeah. and the carbon monoxide detectors and all those things you know so yeah lots of things from maria to do this weekend maybe she could <laughs> maybe she can get to them on mother's <laughs> day yeah, that's a good mother's day project for her <laughs> how safety first sweetie <laughs> Well, as the uh, the world is uh, opening up slowly, people can back, go back to uh, their lives of putting themselves in danger for the sake of a few likes on Instagram. <laughs> There's a, uh, a dude who was in a Dorset, England, took a selfie on the edge of a cliff on Saturday afternoon. And he slipped and fell 120 feet. Wow. He survived, though, because the tide was in and he landed in only four feet of water. Wound up with some cuts and bruises. Uh, it's pretty much a miracle. I guess underneath that four feet of water, there was no jagged rocks. Four feet of water? From yeah. how high? Uh, 120 feet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He was probably hammered. It's always <laughs> the guys who are out of their mind drunk that survive that kind of fall. Well, that's like your shallow end, right? Uh, yeah, probably four feet. Yeah, the deep end's eight, From I guess. 120. Wow. Yeah, that's that's Now, like I said, maybe it's all sand underneath that water, so it was a soft right. landing, I yeah. would guess. If there was jagged rocks sticking up and right. such. That wouldn't be good. And he probably went in, like, flat as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A good belly flop. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's just what uh, crazy people do. Instead of just standing there and looking and going, isn't this lovely? You got to share it with everybody. So, And, and that, always, that brings me back around to any time anybody's doing something stupid. 
uh, with their phone and they fall downstairs or hit a light pole or <laughs> walk into oncoming traffic or go for a quick dip in a mall fountain. Oh, it's it's just the funniest thing. I can spend days yeah. amusing myself on YouTube. It's great when you see it about to happen, too. Like you're, you're oh, sit- yeah. When you're live? Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this. Look at this. Watch. Look at this. Watch. Watch. He's going in. <laughs> look at Lululemon going for a dip. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just a thing of beauty. But you know what is always so amazing to me? Is the people who are walking through the mall, head down, in their phone, and then they bang into you and they look at you like it's your fault. Right. (laughs) You should have gotten out of the way. I mean, I'll pick my moments. Like, if there's a six-foot-five dude, 350 pounds, (laughs) I'll I'll move aside. But if some five-foot-two, 90-pound girl's walking by, I'll let her slam on in. (laughs) Anyhow, so glad to hear that guy uh, lived and... Hopefully he doesn't pull that stunt again. It's time for another edition of Karen. 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 You what? Why did you do that? Why did you do that, Karen? She's alarming but disarming and a really very charming modern girl. Karen. Illegal search. (laughs) On this edition of Karen, Karen decides it's her job. To stop somebody and harass them while they're walking their pet. I want to know why you have a pig in the middle of We're on a walk. Can you just leave us alone? Obviously, like, you don't, you're not a part of our walk. You don't have to be here. It's a huge animal. So what? Who cares if he's huge? He's eating. Look at that. Look at that. Right on our lawn. What are you picking it up? She's picking it up. No, it's all. You are being a grumpy pants. If you leave us alone. Demotion is support animal first. Emotional support. You have a pig. Get away. An emotional support animal. Karen. 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 You what? Why did you do that? Why did you do that, Karen? She's alarming but disarming and a really very charming modern girl. Karen. Illegal search. Now... Do we think that Karens know they're Karens? Like, do you think a Karen realizes, oh, I was just a Karen there, or I am a Karen? Like, would a Karen admit, yeah, I'm, I'm probably a Karen. I've shown Karen-esque features at some time. I, I, I think they probably don't care <laughs> enough to stop themselves. And that's the biggest problem, right? right? Because, I mean, I think a lot of us will see something. If I saw someone walking a pig... Mm. On the side of the road, I'd be like, boy, that's really weird. Mm. But I wouldn't go out and confront them about it. That change, Mm -hmm. that difference there, where you need to go out and confront and cause a scene about it, uh, that that differentiates those particular Karens from the rest. You could always yell over to the person walking the pig, I've got the lettuce and the tomato and the bread. (laughs) (laughs) Just Just need the bacon. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.